Sheldon Gruden are gone. Kyrie and Simmons got their own situations and plenty of football to get into from the weekend on the other side. Bequan, cut the music. We are back. Only a three-person pod this time, but it's what it is. We've done it before. Uh, let's get right into it. We have to use uh, new Zoom uh, parameters, I guess. I don't, I don't know what word I'm looking for here. but uh, We got kicked off of Butler's. We got kicked so off of Butler's. So. We, have, we have to pay $15 if we want to record for more than an hour. So. And we don't have the sponsorships for that yet. So if you know anyone that would be willing to do it, hit us up. Um, yeah. So in the meantime, we're going to have to awkwardly kind of splice these things. So bear with us. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, speed around this thing. Uh, Mike Schilt is out as manager for the Cardinals. Of course, this will segue into some baseball talk after, so stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, Mike Schilt out as manager after, I want to say, only three years. I'm surprised he's only 53 years old. Like, I thought, I thought that was like a 70-year-old. And apparently, he's a lot younger than that, so my bad on that oh, but uh i'm yeah. happy i'm happy he has a chance to redeem himself if he's only 53 mm-hmm. i mean i he definitely underperformed in st louis uh if you look at the season as a whole he kind of got saved by that 17 game win streak at the end of the season so i understand the firing but i still do think maybe it was a little premature considering they started playing their best baseball towards the end of the season maybe that was like things clicking within the team maybe they just got hot but i just feel like he deserved a second ch- – or, like, not a second chance, another chance after going on that win streak, getting into the playoffs, making that playoff push. I think it was a little premature. But, you know, if the Cardinals come out and have a great season next year, it'll all be – it'll all go away. Nobody will care about it. But I feel like he deserved at least a little bit of a chance fire him midseason, if anything. I don't know. Yeah, I've never really liked him. I don't know if that's because I was a Cubs fan. I just hate him or – some of the decisions that he made while I was watching them. Um, I think they definitely should have been better with the roster that they had. They shouldn't have never been in this situation where they had to make a historic run just to make a wild card. So I think it'll be interesting to see. There's always seems like baseball is always the sport that there's a bunch of young up and coming, like people in charge, you know, bright minds. It's a, lot more analytical than a lot of other games so we'll see who they hire who they go after obviously there's a lot of veterans out there too so i think i think they should definitely get like goldschmidt and arenado involved in the hire keep them happy see who they want um yeah i think just probably some poorly managed situations and they said it was a philosophical indifference for the reason of the firing. So maybe he wasn't in line with the direction that the front office is trying to go after this season because they made the wild card. Where do you go from here? Yeah, we'll see. One of the uh, one of the internal candidates for them, too, is a guy named Stubby Clap. Um, That's not two, a real name. <laughs> two Bs in Stubby and two Ps in Clap. Uh, it's he's their first base coach. Of course, they have Lars. Win. They have Lars Newtbar too. So yeah, I saw I, him I play at the Indians. That's awesome. Uh, Indianapolis Indians. That's awesome. I think it's going to be Adam Wainwright, uh, player manager. I mean, 
Him and Yachty could. Absolutely. <laughs> they could. Electric. Um, Little Papa Ross action. Oh, man. Like, it, if anyone could do it, it's them. But uh, I do think he'll – Schultz will get a job pretty quickly here. San Diego. Um, I, I can't help but think San Diego would be one of those spots. Um, it's I'm leaning towards Aaron Boone returning as the Yankees manager, which I'm personally fine with. I don't think you can. I think this year will be it for him. If they did you see what A Rod said about? Uh, Aaron I tend Boone. to ignore. I tend to ignore him. It was but, actually uh, was it the thirty person lineup? Yeah, one? yeah. They have um, like a thirty person committee, like deciding lineups for the Yankees. Who the fuck does that? Like the every Yankees, game, apparently. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was for every game, but it was definitely for the playoffs. Definitely for the playoffs. Um, Which is just bizarro. Like, how can you manage a team while that's happening? That reminds I me of I it's a know. similar situation with Liverpool. Liverpool, before they had Jurgen Klopp, had a, a committee where they'd sit down and everybody would discuss who they think their next signing should be. So, like, and then Klopp came in and he's like, yeah, if you want me here, like, you are not doing that with me. And as it turns out, Liverpool won a Champions League and a Premier League after that. So maybe that maybe committees aren't the way to go for sports. A Rod, what did he say? It's not a hedge fund meeting. It's yeah, I, I feel like we. Am, I, I feel as if we learned that too in our first ever like organizational uh, structure class at Butler, um, yeah. the one that we all took junior year. Uh, that was one of the first lessons. Is like just having too many people in a conversation. It's probably not going to be fruitful for the conversation. Um, yeah. But Schultz going to land on his feet somewhere. Uh, best of luck to him, of course. A lot of candidates as well that they could go out and get if they want to go externally or internally. You know, if you have a stubby clap that you want to uh, bring in a Jim Bob Cooter as well. I don't know, cross-sport thing there. But uh, a lot of uh, a lot of ways that they could end up going with that. So I think we, uh, we, we kind of have to talk baseball, unfortunately. For obvious reasons uh if you don't know why uh three reasons uh one we have a cubs fan in the call so he's been out of this for a while and, and then on the golf two course recent yeah and on the golf course and two more uh recent exits were uh the brewers fan schultz and uh myself the tampa bay Rays fan so uh i guess we have to talk playoffs uh first off the astros uh just dismantled the White Sox. I'm glad that the White Sox got a game in there, but uh, I uh, I'm very impressed with what Houston was able to do to them, and also somewhat concerned about Kimbrel specifically and what the White Sox kind of gave up to go to go all in here. I think they'll be fine going forward, but uh, shout out the Cubs for getting off of Kimbrel when they did because. Uh, it was a great decision. Now the White Sox are kind of stuck there with with that option. I'm not saying he can't necessarily recover here, but uh, probably not worth the. I think his option was for what 15, was it? Is it a player option? Sure. Team option. They picked yeah. up his team option, and I mean it's oh, like they a, picked it up. Ugh. 16 million. So, um, you can't trade. Uh, player as high of a caliber as they traded for him and not pick up that option True. it's like the uh it's like the laramie Tuntle trade in the nfl where uh you trade first round picks and then don't sign the guy to a contract immediately and then sign him to the largest contract for an offensive lineman when it may not have warranted that i think it's personally fine but 
Um, yeah, it, it ain't uh, it ain't looking so hot for them right now. And now they're they've got a whole offseason to kind of sit back and think about it too. Yeah, I think it's hilarious that the two teams in the ALCS are both of the teams that have been caught up in the cheating scandals. Um, a little ironic there, but mm-hmm. hopefully it's clean by now. Um, I think that'll be a really good matchup. Both teams are really hot right now. Um, I think they're both kind of built pretty similarly. Uh, yeah. Really good hitting throughout the lineup. Pretty decent pitching. A uh, little top heavy for pitching, but yeah, I think it'll be a good good matchup um, in terms of the Kimbrel trade. Tough to see a first-round exit, but at least they got them next year, and they were still already a younger team. That's just going to yep. probably continue to get better and should be in the same position next year, I would imagine, unless teams in their division make a big jump. But Tigers, I, I was gonna yeah. say immediately, like, my prediction is it's Detroit. Like, yeah, I could see that, that. Tigers team is. I like the Tigers team, they I, beat all the I, good teams, they just I lost think, all the bad teams. I think that they win <laughs> their division next year. That's my hot take. We'll uh, touch more on that in the offseason, assuming that they sign like Correa or a larger name shortstop yeah. in the offseason, like I think they will. Who are you guys taking out of the? The CS, ALCS. I think I'm going to go Astros. That experience just, that's what it, all you really need. I guess they both have experience, but I like the Astros a little bit more. I think they're more complete. I like the, uh, I like the Astros lineup better, top to bottom. I think the, uh, they'll be more consistent. I'm not saying that the <laughs> Red Sox lineup does not have that firepower because it was on full display, but I think the Astros, night in and night out, you know what kind of game they're going to give you. And with Boston, I don't quite see that. Um, Now, the one thing I will say, I think Boston starters at this point have a huge advantage, especially with I'm not expecting uh, McCullers to pitch at all in the series. Yeah, they said he was probably out. With with his injury. And I just hope it's not something that goes into next season because at that point, like, you have to rely on Granke to get you out. And I don't trust that at all. Red Sox bullpen can bleed. It did not. They got a lot of very kind of unlikely people to help them out in the series against Tampa. Um, so I'm going. I'm going Astros as well. I think that lineup is just too strong, top to bottom, to really uh, to beat. Frankly, like I could totally see Houston going all the way. And honestly, like in my like personal fandom. I do not care who wins it so long as it is not Boston. They're the only team I'm opposed to winning. I think it would be hilarious if the Astros won uh, just because people understandably are pissed at them. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it, I'm excited, though. I'm very, very excited for this series. Yeah, my heart says Boston. My head says Houston. I think the Astros are just way more consistent than the Red Sox with their lineup and I think definitely the Boston bullpen worries me. Obviously they got it done to get move on to the next stage, but no, this is bigger, brighter lights, more games. Um, 
we'll see how that how they hold up. But obviously, I'd like to see Schwarber do good. That's my only connection, and I hate the Astros after the the whole World Series thing. So that's where I'm at. I think the Astros win it. Understandable. I also, as much as as much shit as Cora has been in, I think this really highlights just how great of a manager that he is. Uh, this Red Sox team, it was not supposed to be their year at all. Uh, they were picked by a lot of people to be fourth in their uh, in their division. Um, so shout out to them for being able to kind of pull that off and exceed those expectations. Exceed them by one spot by a game. Yeah, by one spot <laughs> by getting third. Um, but still, though, this, this team, uh, they were able to piece it together. Um, and yeah, it's Hein Bloom is building a building a monster up there, and they can uh, they they have money to go out and spend this off season too. Uh, we should probably bump it over to the NL here. Uh, oh, we don't have to. We, uh, we we'll, <laughs> we'll make it brief. Uh, we have a game five tonight. Uh, Dodgers Giants. Don't need to get into that too much. Uh, this is to me. This is what the Padres and Dodgers was supposed to be. And uh, yeah, it, it has absolutely lived up to expectations. Um, just super entertaining baseball. Really looking forward to what should be an all-time game tonight. Uh, I, haven't watched, I haven't watched a pitch of that series, going to be honest. That's a shame. It <laughs> I've is... been pretty anti-baseball after watching the Brewers try to swing their bats for yeah. five oh, games man. or four games. Yeah, that was – and, yeah, the Brewers lost to the Braves. Um, Braves aren't uh, winning shit. I like that Atlanta team just because they have a cool story of like everyone getting hurt and them still being able to recover. Um, when they get Acuna back next year, they're going to be really good. Oh man, I didn't know Dansby, Dansby Swanson had twenty eight home runs this season. Also, that whole infield that really threw me off when I saw that. The whole infield is just crazy. With- Austin Riley's like low key. Like they have their corner infielders might be might be the best in baseball. Like. I can I can get on board with that. I'm willing to yeah. say that. Um, they've been very very strong. Yeah, now that Bellinger sucks, Dick. It's got to be right. Bellinger yeah. didn't really play first. It was Muncy, right? He's a center was, fielder. Yeah, yeah, it was. Bellinger uh, plays every position. It was Muncy. Um, because Muncy and Turner would be close. They're, I'm, I'm trying to think of other teams. Older. I can't really. I, I like mean, my shout. I think it's. I think that's the answer, especially after the season yeah. Austin Riley had. Hypothetically, I think it, it, right it should be. It should be the Cardinals, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely should be. It's not. Production wise, um, this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, Schmidt's just been really average. Anyway, I'll tell you why the Brewers are yeah. doomed because we have so much money in Christian Yelich. I'm. I'm not going to blame him, but I'm going to blame him. Like his back injuries forced him to switch his swing and now he just can't hit a bait like he just he's not the same player it's not his fault he got that contract nobody thought he was gonna have to switch his swing because of the bat or the back but like just him looking at strike three to lose the series was the epitome of the last two years for the brewers it's just really disappointing after seeing a team with probably the best pitching staff we probably will ever have Mm-hmm. Um, just not even get to game five even is just so disappointing. It's just watching those bats just dissolve. It's just, ugh. how many, uh, how many <laughs> guys are you sick. losing next year? 
There's a lot in ARB. I don't know. Okay. It depends how much we want to pay. I can read you the list if you want. <laughs> Pretty much everybody. Yeah, I think we have rather similar situations with uh, yeah. with our it's ARB. It's not great. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a trade happen between our teams of some sort again. Um, that would make the most sense usually. Um, yeah. I can't find the list. Thank God. We'll have uh, sad. There's Tampa. Here's my. Here's another one of our predictions too. Tampa's going to have a significant amount of movement this off season, like more so than we've seen in a long time. It won't be them tanking by any means. It may make the team marginally worse, but we have prospects on the way up that you're probably going to see guys who have been with the team for a while, like Joey Wendell, Austin Meadows. I think is oh, probably on the way out too. Um, G-Man Joy, unfortunately, uh, I don't think. He's worth, he, he's like two million in arbitration, and I don't think he's worth that at all, which sucks. Um, so maybe he comes back like what Zunino did last year. But uh, all right, I got the list. I'll just read team. it off real quick. Yep, we got Burns, Gustav, Hauser, Woodruff, Hader, Lauer, Suter, Urbaez, Adamas, Urias, Telez, Vogelback, Jace Peterson. And then Avi Garcia has a player option. So pretty much the entire lineup. I'm thinking one of those first basemen is gone. Right? Oh, they're like, both gone. I'd say Rowdy would be the one to stay if we're going to pick one. Yeah. I mean, the rotation will still be there. Like, the rotation's still going to be fine. And Hader will be back. And then Devin Williams maybe will stop punching walls. It's like the yeah. core will be back. It's just we'll see how the rest of the team goes. But, I hope yeah. they tried to lock I'm excited Willie to just, up, too. Yeah, no, Willie's. Willie's going to be there for a while, I'd say. There's, he's played such an important position, and he the way he hits at Miller Park, there's no reason why they'd let him go. But I'm going to go Giants tonight just because Logan Webb drinks three Red Bulls before he pitches, and I think that's electric. I can agree with that. I'm going, uh, I'm going Giants as well. Uh, I think it is going to be a very fun managerial game to watch. The chess match has already kind of begun uh they're going Urias is going to be pitching for the Dodgers tonight but they're going with an opener because of how matchup heavy the Giants are which I already love just right off the get-go um so it's it's going to be fun to watch from like a managerial perspective uh how each team kind of handles it because I mean I think talent wise it's still like I understand San Francisco has been phenomenal but like they do not have the better players it's the Dodgers have the better yeah, players at the end of I the I think day. Chris Bryant is the only player that like I would take on the Giants roster. Or and Buster Posey. Those are the two. I'd take hit, Crawford as well. At show over but you don't well Seeger slash Lux. Oh okay. I see what, what I'm saying, saying here. Um yeah, no, I don't I would I think Posey and Bryant are the only two that would probably walk into that lineup. And even Bryant would be like a even maybe. Posey. Even Posey would be a maybe because Will Smith has been good. Yeah, like, but I'll take I'll take Buster Posey every yeah. day of the week. I mean, I love he's probably Posey. the best. He's probably the best catcher of like the last 20 years. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Pretty solid margin besides Yadier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Kylie, what says you pick for tonight? I got Giants too. I'm riding with Chris Bryant, seeing the playoff magic. I think it happens again tonight in game five. Big matchup. I think also whoever wins this moves on to beat the Braves. And 
make it to the World Series. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can get on board with that as well. Uh, all right, that, that's it for baseball. We are putting a fork in baseball for now. Uh, more baseball in two weeks. So if you want to listen, Astros are winning the World talk, Series. Uh, find more that's baseball talk say. elsewhere. Uh, spoiler alert: We will have an NBA themed episode coming out hopefully Monday or Tuesday uh, before the season starts. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, get into uh, John Gruden. Uh, he's gone. Holy shit. Those emails are going to be like crazy if they ever fully leak. Um, because mm-hmm. as shitty as it was, what Gruden, what uh, Gruden said, there is no shot. That is it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Gruden specifically got that one, but uh, yeah, good luck. I just don't get why he's sending that in an email. Like, who's receiving that email and be like, thank God John sent me a bunch of hate speech again. Yeah. About, like, about fucking, like, Biden and, like, Obama. Like, why is he emailing like, people that? <laughs> like, and- I, I was reading that on TMZ. Why the fuck would anybody open? Like, he's sending that to, like, what, his GM? Like, what's his GM going to open that and be like, oh, thanks, John. <laughs> well, and, yeah, so they're older. Like, they're from, like, 10 years ago. I get, I know, but still. but like still though, if you're sending that to someone, odds are like since there are multiple, if you're sending it to someone, that means that they are willing to receive it essentially, mm-hmm. and that they potentially agree with what you're saying, and they themselves yeah. may have also said some shit. So yeah. that's where I'm like on my end. I'm like, there's more to this. It's just a question of who does who's it going to come out on next? You know? Um, yeah, I definitely think it's tip of the iceberg. Um, we've already, it wasn't even close to as bad as Gruden, but we already seen Schefter's name get dropped in there too. Mm -hmm. Um, they're definitely just still going through all these emails and I think there's going to be a lot more people involved. And I think Schefter's name was on it. Yeah. So Schefter, Schefter sent a, he broke the story. (laughs) Well, so he sent a story to the, uh, the owner, I want to say of the Rams, right? Or, I thought it was no, no, it was team. the same it was, guy. It was the Bruce Allen. Yeah, he sent a story to Bruce Allen about like negotiations of some sort that were going on. And just said, oh. hey, you know, if you want to make any edits to this, uh, feel free. Which I don't. On the one hand, it's like that's fucked up, <laughs> like that's kind of fucked up. But it's kind of like a reporter versus journalist type deal. But ESPN kind of muddies the waters intentionally there with that mm-hmm. as well. Um, Shefty, credit to him though. He's just tweeting right through this thing. Yeah, um, he's, he just has he not didn't, taken his. He foot did off not address it at all, and I don't think he ever will. Um, no. He's just unless more dirt comes out on him, he's yeah. not going to say anything. Just unless ESPN makes him say something. Yeah, he'll probably have some like stupid little apology that is just yeah. in between tweets. It'll just be a, one little tweet. <laughs> like, hey, if by I, the way, if, sorry. Just keep going. If I get a notification from him uh that's him apologizing and like that's what the tweet notification is i'm turning off my notifications for him um that's just not something i'm going to be doing um or dealing with yeah one thing i'll one thing i'll just say about gruden is definitely there's no place in the nfl for that um you know no place in anywhere kylie yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah Obviously, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean, but I in his situation, um, you know, the NFL is a diverse play league with 
players from everywhere, all different backgrounds. So um, definitely if there's a bunch more people like that that are in the emails that are still currently employed, I think it's definitely good to be proactive for the NFL and keep moving forward in their missions and, you know, making the league and the game more diverse and just, you know, accepting everybody. So. Yeah, and in totally unrelated <laughs> news, uh, Sean Taylor is getting his number retired this weekend. Um, yeah. Definitely not a distraction from any of this at all. Uh, good for Sean Taylor, but like, RIP. RIP, but like, come on, guys. You're not next sick. week. They're next week. They're gonna <laughs> drop the new team name. Keep keep yeah. the train going for the like. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on, guys. Um. Uh, let's go from controversy to controversy. We're doing a little TMZ episode here. Uh, Kyrie will not be playing, um, and we don't need to dive too far into this this week. Um, just felt as if it should be brought up. Uh, Kyrie will not be playing until he gets vaccinated, essentially, and can fully rejoin the team. Um, yeah, that, that's that's all I'm personally going to say on that. I don't. He's not going to retire. Uh, Traded, whole other story. We can start throwing those situations out there next week. Uh, my favorite one that I personally heard was you trade Kyrie to the Lakers and send Westbrook to the Nets. It would never happen in a million years, but I was like, that's funny as fuck. That would be a uh, terrible move. <laughs> it, and he still wouldn't be able to play in that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I was just thinking about the fit for the, yeah. the fit there for the Nets. That like made me want to throw up. So that threw a little oh. wrinkle in the Nets. Uh, Imagine I, Harden, Kyrie, or Harden, Harden, Westbrook, Westbrook and Durant, and KD playing together. Yeah, on the same team. <laughs> I never see that. No, never. And um, Kyrie and LeBron, two messy breakups. Like, dude, it's so good. <laughs> like, I want that to happen so bad. It won't though. Um, yeah, it's 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 rough. Uh, I don't think I am going to. I'll expand more on this next week. But uh, I am of the belief that should Kyrie not play a single minute for this Nets team, they still should either be co-favorites or second fiddle to the Bucks for the title this year. Um, I don't, and that like that speaks to how good <laughs> that Nets team is to me. Um, yeah, so, they so, got yeah. better in the offseason. I don't know. I I respect oh. the Nets for standing with their. Their morals. Uh, morals or whatever. Yes, I, yeah, I don't like, know. But like, Kyrie, man, just either retire, I guess, or get back. So I feel like those are the two options he has at this point. Yeah. And I really don't care if he plays or not. Like, I obviously Nets fans do, but I think everybody else is like, we don't really care about like you making this little statement for like, the most part. Sh- shut up. So, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just excited for the basketball to start up again. I don't mm-hmm. need you to be fucking making all of it a political again. Yeah. About um, stupid politics too. Like I'm fine when they make it like about important things, like the BLM movement. But yeah, that was yeah. fine. But anti-vax, that was like, that's a weird thing to die on a hill for. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. And Ben Simmons is uh, back. Yeah, <laughs> just, he just he just wanted to stop losing money. He just like snuck in <laughs> to the practice they got the facility text. or something. <laughs> hey, like, Ben's hey, up front. Uh, can, can, yeah, <laughs> can, you, can you let me in? Uh, I, f- I fucked up a little bit, but yeah, Simmons is—he's uh, back with the uh, <laughs> with the Sixers. That's as far as we know. Um, 
I was listening to uh, Zach Lowe's podcast today with uh, Kevin Arnovitz, and they were talking about how, like, in relation to the, like, player empowerment movement, like, people have been concerned, like, players in the NBA have too much power over over the teams, and they pre- pretty much, I can agree with them, too, and this part is that the one fuck-up Ben Simmons made was not showing up. If he showed up and just didn't give a shit or, like, hurt his back or something, that's got to be the way to go for this going forward. Because you can't like he has somehow found the limit of like how far teams will go for this yeah. kind of shit, and I still don't know how it ends. I don't think any of us will. But uh, Lord, is it fun to follow? Yeah, I hope it stays the same because he's not going to make the Sixers a contender. So they can do whatever the fuck they want. <sighs> yeah. That uh yeah so basketball uh we'll have we'll have a podcast next week where we give a bunch of predictions and stuff we have a fantasy draft on Sunday as well so I can hide my early picks of Scotty Barnes and Josh Giddy um so that'll be that'll be useful now we go into the past here uh picks last week shout out hot one last week pretty uh pretty overwhelmingly right no, the, no? Chris one oh I'm sorry Seattle. Seattle won. Hot got second. Yeah. And unfortunately, then... Hot put like <laughs> his highest wager on the one that lost. So, which was uh, Alabama. Alabama. Found, Alabama lost a game. I don't know if you guys heard, uh, but they did lose. I was uh, I was at Auburn over the weekend. Got to take in that game. Uh, Bo Nix is one of the dumbest quarterbacks I've seen. Not to say he played bad, because he did not. His receivers screwed him, but. Good Lord, he makes, like, like, every game I've watched of his, he'll make, like, two or three of the dumbest decisions I have ever seen a quarterback make in my life. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year he tries throwing the ball away by throwing it behind him or something like that. Like, that is the level of stupidity, yes, that I've witnessed (laughs) while watching him. But I was at a a Pete place at Auburn, and it was like I was – at a Texas A&M bar, how insane they were going anytime <laughs> Alabama would fuck up, like the whole place would just erupt. And this is after Auburn got rinsed by Georgia. Like it was, it is unbelievable. Like there was a kick return, I want to say, or some kind of, it could have been a pick six. Yeah, I'm not it, sure. No, it was a kick return. It was, yeah, the kick return. They were like standing and shouting at the TV and this like sit down pizza place. I was just like, what the fuck is going on in here? Uh, but yeah, no, Bama, uh, they bleed. Someone yeah. finally, someone bleeds in the league finally at the top. And it's Alabama. It's everything exciting, except for since it's Alabama, it doesn't even mean shit because yeah. as long yeah. as they win out and then make the SEC championship game, I honestly think they could lose a game, lose two games and they still might make it in. Mm-hmm. That's how much the committee loves Alabama. <sighs> I'm not going to blame the committee either for that. Like, I didn't really watch a lot of that game because I was busy. But, I mean, just looking at it, I don't think Bryce Young played that bad. I think it was mostly just the defense couldn't get stops when they needed to from what it looks like. I mean, 38 points should be enough to win if you have a defense mm-hmm. like Alabama usually. It's not like Texas A&M's a bad team. They were top 10 two weeks ago, and they lost two in a row. So They're ranked again. Yeah, I know. It's just like 
an unranked team beating Alabama that was also number seven in the nation two weeks ago is that like it's a big upset but it's also like all right like has there been like can you guys remember a season where there's been kind of like this much movement this early like I, I feel as if the past few years I could just be totally misremembering this it was pretty clear cut from the start who would who would be in the playoff oh yeah um, I mean last year it was like you knew who the four were before the season started yeah and it, it stayed true um this year that just hasn't because preseason what was it it was Alabama Bama Clemson, Clemson Oklahoma State. and Ohio State right I think yeah. Georgia was Georgia, Georgia was five I think Georgia was five so it was like Georgia or Clemson I'm pretty sure um and now here we are with Cincinnati, top four, Iowa, Iowa, fucking Iowa, top you four. See, yeah. Like it's it's so it's been such a fun season to kind of watch and follow. Not as a team that needs yeah. a quarterback, I will tell you that. But uh, besides all of that, just from a pure ball watching standpoint, it has been so fun to watch. Yeah, I think this is great for college football. I think people were kind of getting sick of just seeing the same teams in the playoff every single year. I think it's great to have that kind of switch up and some other teams starting to rise, programs getting bigger, um, kind of just being able to compete with those powerhouses. And I think this was a little predictable coming into the year. There was just so many quarterback changes, even on teams that, you know, we're up there in powerhouses we've seen with, you know, Bryce Young has been good, but it's, he's still like, this is first year playing like full-time college football and you're in the SEC, like welcome to it. Um, We've seen DJ struggle at Clemson and, you know, Ohio State had that blemish early. They've figured it out a little bit. We'll see if they can rise up, but you know, all these quarterbacks just either graduating or going to the NFL has just made all these, you know, power five teams have to adjust. And it's been a struggle for some teams. So I think it's good for college. I think it hopefully will continue. Um, just you never know who will be at the top. Obviously, going into the year, you see teams that have a bunch of players returning and you know, Alabama will always be up there as long as Saban's there. But I think we're in line for a lot of change, especially with all the conferences shifting. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of the new dynamic and some of these other teams that have been kind of in the middle of the rankings or, you know, just just getting into the rankings will continue to move up and be able to compete with those top teams. I think this offers a good distraction too from some of that realignment talk. I know the start of the year that was pretty intense, even on our end too, of like, you know, is the NCAA finished and all this other stuff? Um, and is there more power going to these, you know, going to the SEC stuff like that? And I feel as if, you know, this has been a very nice reprieve of kind of all of those conversations of like freaking out, like the sky is falling, blah, blah, blah. So. Speaking of stories too, like even you look at somewhere like Oklahoma where Spencer Rattler gets benched because of this former number one overall pick prospect uh, gets benched because of continued poor performance. And then the backup comes in, leads the uh, leads the team to an insane comeback. And now you have Oklahoma 
removing media availabilities because a student reporter used binoculars to look into the stadium to see Rattler taking or uh, second team reps, um, <laughs> which is hilarious, by the way. If you've not read up on that story, I highly recommend on doing so. Uh, not the first time this has happened with Oklahoma football either. But uh, yeah, Oklahoma may have – they have another quarterback now, which is just insane. Yeah, no, I mean, Rattler – I don't know if you guys watched the game. Rattler looked terrible the entire game. He's just not it. I, I think he just came in thinking he was going to be the guy and everything was going to be easy. And he just didn't improve at all from last season because he was good last season. He was shaky at times. And he just – he looks like the same guy as last season. He hasn't maybe even t- taken a step back. Um, but their running back also just, like, absolutely saved them the game. He had 25 carries, 217 yards, two touchdowns. And then Caleb Williams comes in, has that giant 66-yard rush. And then everybody's like, why isn't this guy coming in? And he just – he threw that one perfect throw to, I think, mm-hmm. to Mims, I, I think it was. Yes, it was that that play was just absolutely beautiful. I mean, I don't see why Caleb Williams doesn't get the start from here on because he makes Oklahoma a much better team just from what I saw right there. He comes in in a big rivalry game. It's pretty much the exact same situation that Jalen and Tua had where Jalen was struggling all first half in the national championship game. And then Tua comes in, wins them the national championship game and was the starter from that point on. I don't see how Lincoln Riley can really go back to Spencer Rattler. I feel bad for the guy a little bit, but then I remember that NIL is a thing now. So he already has a hundred thousand dollars in a car. So like I can only feel so bad for him because obviously he's going to lose that on millions, but he still has 800,000. So, and the season's not over. Obviously he can come back, win the job back. But at this point, his stock has taken such a dip that I don't, it's, (laughs) it's just crazy. Like, I think this is probably the craziest dip in a stock I've ever seen from number one prospect to probably not first rounder. I, I could still see somebody taking a chance on him, maybe second round, third round. I think, I think he's more second round at this point. Um, and you also kind of have to take a look too at like who would be drafting. So right now uh, teams that are in the top five, the lions potentially will need a quarterback at some point. I don't know if this year will be the year for that. Uh, you know, Goff I think is fine, but he isn't the future answer. Uh Texans need a quarterback, but we'll go best player available. Giants don't need a quarterback. Falcons don't need a quarterback. Like Washington. How many years is on that Matt Ryan deal? uh, Matt Ryan's got one year after this. So you could get it this year. Um, They they haven't been horrible. He still has, like, he's still, he's shown more to me this year than he's shown previously. But my point is, like, there aren't, these quarterback starved teams necessarily that are going to be drafting early on. Like the first, first three picks of the draft, Jaguars, Lions, Jets. Jets aren't going to Jaguars aren't going to Lions potentially Texans. Maybe like the first team that needs a quarterback, I guess is the first team though, that like that I'm looking at here that needs a quarterback sooner rather than later is Washington. Like, with how with how their rebuilds have been going, um, the Eagles too are in a great spot uh, with their draft picks. I, if the draft were today, they would have number seven and number nine. Damn. Uh, <laughs> so because the Dolphins don't have a they don't have their own first this year. That's so, crazy. Uh, Eagles could be good. Yeah, I mean they're they're, they're they've close. been in most of the games. I, 
Speaking of the Eagles, I don't, they really fucked up my picks. I have no <laughs> idea how they won that game. Why? Well, it's because the Panthers just absolutely choked, but yeah. Uh, anything else college football real quick before we bump it over to NFL? Well, we, I'll do my picks for this week. Oh we yeah. Skip. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, so I'm going to be in Lexington this week. So I said, I did a little Lexington uh, themed pick. I got UK. I have them at plus 23. I see the lines now down to 21 and a half. So you didn't get that line rip. Uh, But I got that one. And then I also have, what do I have? Virginia tech. I don't, who are they playing? Oh, they're, they're uh, underdogs against Pitt. They're a five point dog against Pitt. I just, I don't really get that at all. Virginia tech's beaten North Carolina. And then, was in the game probably could have won that Notre Dame game. So I like the money there. They said that their quarterback's going to be healthy for the game. So all signs lead to a Virginia tech cover in my opinion. So those are my two for college football. I've got three picks for college football. I've got Syracuse covering 13 and a half against Clemson tomorrow night, which is Friday which is probably when this will come out. But, um, you know, I don't think Clemson could even score enough to cover 13 and a half, and that's my main reasoning. And it's at Syracuse, which in the last few years, Clemson has struggled there. Um, I also have Alabama, big bounce back game. I think there's no reason they don't go out there and just absolutely blow out Mississippi State, 16 and a half. And then I got Florida minus 12 and a half against LSU, who's lost four starters in the last two days on defense. And their offense is one dimensional pass game only. I think Florida absolutely stomps them. Uh, I will read Seattle's and Hots before I read my own. Uh, Seattle has none. So I've done his. Uh, and then hot has Florida minus 10 and a half Michigan state minus four and a half Pitt and Virginia tech over 50. Jesus Christ. These are all fucking college, uh, Pittsburgh and Virginia tech over 57 and a half Western Kentucky, old dominion over 66 Tennessee money line, Oklahoma minus 13 and a half, uh, a lot to go through there. Um, to be fair, pretty much all of those hit last week. So, Hey, yeah. I mean, I'd listen to them. It works. Uh, for me, I have Georgia minus 21 and a half. Georgia is very good. Uh, that's yeah. kind of my analysis on that one. Uh, that's going to be my analysis on all of them, frankly. Uh, Iowa minus 11 and a half. Still way too close of a spread for me for a team that's ranked kind of this high. They're against Purdue. Um, Alabama minus 17. I would not want to play Alabama the week after they just lost a game, especially in the fashion that they lost it. Uh I would be absolutely petrified to be a player for Mississippi State right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah they might win by 100. I considered doing UCF and Cincinnati, but I could see UCF backdoor covering that game. It's 21 and a half right now. That's um, a big cover. Not with Gus Malzahn. <laughs> I and mean, their quarterback's out. Oh, that's he right. Broke, he broke his clavicle. Broke his right? clavicle Is it on a, season? I don't even. I don't even know who's been starting for UCF. He broke his clavicle on a Hail Mary. That was not even a Hail Mary. It was like, or not, it was like a hook a, and ladder. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> their quarterback the is uh, Mikey Keene, who struggled against Eastern Carolina last week. Um, but I, I want to talk Desmond Ritter really quick. He has a shot to play his way into like being top three, like a top three quarterback in this draft. Um, I forgot where I specifically ranked him over the weekend, but he has like, he's very close to cementing his kind of status as a top three quarterback in this, uh, in this draft, which is pretty cool for him. I would not have expected that to be honest with you. Um, I just pulled up a mock draft from CBS and it has a, uh, Nevada's quarterback, or it has Liberty's quarterback, Nevada's quarterback, and then Fresno State's quarterback. So I got to watch Fresno State apparently because all group am... of five teams. First off, there's no shot those are the CBS is kind of shitty when it comes to those, but uh, it's good for name recognition because they don't start updating big boards or anything this early on in the season. All right, last call of college football, or else we are on to big boy football. Big boy football. All right. Uh, NFL this past week, pretty uh, pretty exciting slate of games. I was uh, rather disappointed that the Texans blew the lead. Davis Mills looked fucking awesome. He was just slinging it, and then we blew a lead and lost. But we're tanking. So it doesn't matter as much, but yeah, <laughs> NFL, I uh, guess, observations from last week, and then we'll uh, go into our picks for this week and what to look for this weekend. I'm glad to see Crosby finally uh, had his bad game to get out of, get it out of his system. Usually he's good for one of those every one to two years. So happy it happened on my birthday. So I got a little excitement, but we got the dub. Um, Bengals are tough. Although I think this game spoke more about how solid some of the backups for the Packers are um, defensively. I think the defense actually played really well. Devondre Campbell's just been an absolute animal all season. Um, he's turning out to be, maybe be being like the signing of the year. Um, definitely in Green Bay. I don't know about the rest of the NFL, but the impact that he's made in the middle of the field has been unmatched. And Aaron Rodgers is just an absolute disgusting human being. He, him and Devontae Adams should be illegal what they do on the football field also the lions just i just get dan campbell a win please yeah because he deserves he deserves like probably three at this point yeah. or two he deserves two that team is He's not as bad as the record shows yeah, yeah they, they lost on two field goals he cried yeah yes yeah. <laughs> that breaks last, my heart i love that press conference <laughs> I mean, when you lose so tough man. the ravens <laughs> these guys deserve it He's got to deserve it, man. <laughs> so good. I love that, though. Like He's so yeah. Who wouldn't want to play for that guy? Yeah. They're, he's building something there. I could see them being, like, the second best team. I mean, maybe the best team in, like, five years. I was going to say the second best, but I don't know what the Roger situation is like. So nobody really does. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I feel so bad for them. But, like, they're cursed. They have been cursed yeah. for, like, the entire existence. Ever. Um, they they got to pay Calvin. Lord. I think that might be it, honestly. Because, like, you got to try whatever at this point because it is not working. Like, something is holding you back. Or some like, freaky, other, like, voodooism like, thing. There's some otherworldly <laughs> shit happening to the Detroit Lions preventing them from being successful at this point. 
like it is i don't know if it was them stepping on too many cracks or what <laughs> but it is they are cursed um Portrait. oh chargers browns we got to talk about that game was unbelievable yeah cleveland is the browns are somehow man. three and two. yeah they're somehow three and two they could easily be five and oh yeah they really should be five and oh yeah they that game cleveland I mean, worries me though like i am worried about cleveland just in like the only game of theirs that they played that was not close was against the bears like they had a late massive blown lead to the chiefs they had this massive or i don't know how massive the lead was but it was a blown lead um they're up 20 to 13 at it's looking like 20 to 13 so not as bad of a blown lead, but couldn't pull out that close game. If Tyrod Taylor does not get hurt in that game earlier in the season, they it's a close game against the Houston team that they shouldn't be playing close. So I, I'm a little concerned about Cleveland. I think they're very much underperforming what they are capable of. Uh, but from an entertainment standpoint, like very fun to watch. Definitely. It's guaranteed going to be a banger anytime they play. I also have a yeah. new best team of the week or in the NFL every week. So this week for my best team in the NFL, it's the Bills. Buffalo. I think I'm going to be saying, I think I'm going to be saying that one for a few more weeks. Though they look really good. I still don't yeah. know how they lost to the Steelers. They look. <laughs> I I'd be pretty surprised if they don't. Maybe when I, they look like the Super Bowl favorites, yeah. they're the most complete team by far. How how do we feel about the Cardinals? I'm still Cardinals are, five and Cardinals are sitting at 5-0 and oh right now. I think I if they go into Cleveland this week and win, then it's for sure like, all right, they're legit. Well, yeah, but they have the excuse now. I'm pretty sure Chandler Jones is COVID. Yeah. yeah Hopkins has an illness that's he's been out for two games. I don't know. Like, I think they'd have to disclose if it's COVID, so I don't think it is. But Or he could so be getting know. negative tests. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, so, I mean, Chandler Jones is a big enough loss, like, regardless of if they don't have Yeah, I, I agree with you, though, Kylie. Like, uh, I'm not sold on them completely yet. That whole division, like, has been – it's going to sound crazy to say it's been disappointing to me, but it has been. Uh, Seahawks have been underperforming, and the 49ers, too, uh, starting to sweat about them a little bit starting to sweat about my super bowl pick over here because yeah, uh, they have three straight losses uh schedule gets a lot easier for them hopefully this week um but if they don't if they don't make the playoffs if i'm shanahan i might be starting to sweat honestly because this team is way too good to be sitting at two and three uh they had a somewhat dominating win against the Lions, which went south. Close win over the Eagles. Close loss to the Packers. Close loss to the Seahawks. Close loss to the Cardinals. It just seems as if they can't put games away one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. And that really worries me. And then there's Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I think with that division, they, it's just been tough because they've all kind of played each other early. And no one's really kind of stuck out except the Cardinals who have picked up at least two divisional wins. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. The, I mean, the chiefs just their defense, they need to 
either bring someone in or switch something up because it's like dead last in a lot of categories. And as good as their offense is, it can't keep up if the defense can't make a stop. But I definitely am excited to see. I think the Chargers are really impressive. You know, Herbert is a true guy. I think it's one of my picks, a little foreshadowing. I think they go in and beat Baltimore pretty good. Baltimore definitely looks beatable. Um, not going to talk about last week. We're on to Houston. Um, this week, you know, there's a lot of divisional matchups. So standings will probably begin to keep taking shape. Um, still early. I'm tired of using that because that's the excuse that all the Colts coaches keep saying. I feel bad for the London, the, the London folk. Two horrible games. Can we? Yeah, get... but they don't care. They're I gonna mean, go watch the game regardless of who it is. Yeah, they don't get to watch the good games. The, the good teams can't be going over there giving up home games. Right. That's true. And Jacksonville um, like thinks this is a home game too. So, one last thing I'll say before I don't know if anybody else wants to say anything, but before we move on, I think the Cowboys are slowly turning into a dark horse for the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, their defense hasn't played a lot of great teams besides the Bucks, who they actually look pretty solid against. But the defense is a lot better than I think a lot of people are expecting, especially with Diggs. Just he has more touchdown or more interceptions than like he has more interceptions than every team in the NFL except for I think four or five just by himself. I forget what the number was, but I saw that on Reddit the other day. Yeah. Um, but either way, I mean, the offense looks great. They have so many weapons. Um, I think the only way they lose or, like, they don't go pretty far in the playoffs or, like, the main reason why they don't go far is because McCarthy has one of his McCarthy moments where he just makes a stupid-ass decision that costs them a game, which, uh, as a Green Bay fan, I was pretty used to for majority of the season. <laughs> Quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can agree with that, too. That Cowboys team has been very, very fun to watch. Uh, very solid team over there, too. I, I expected the offense to be good. I don't know if I expected it to quite be this good. Um, and some of the defensive pieces, too, like you mentioned, have been very, very impressive. Like when your one loss is a game that you could have potentially won, uh, 31-29 week one to the box on a last second, uh, it's a field goal, right? Or did mm-hmm. Brady, yeah. No, it was yeah, a field goal. It was a field goal. Um, so you, you can live with that. Uh, they're in a good spot. They're not really going to have much to compete with within the division uh, unless the Giants get really hot here or something. Uh, yeah, no, they've been they've been good. Uh, At this point, I think the Cowboys are going to be the two seed. I don't really see them dropping games in the division, and I don't know about the rest of their out-of-conference schedule or out-of-division schedule, but their in-division schedule is pretty easy. I'm excited for the NFC East to start playing each other. Um, I, do we, do we know what the saints are yet? That if you're talking about that team or that division, that is the South. I said East, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, no, I meant South. My bad. Uh, <laughs> what are, what are the saints? Inconsistent. Uh, yeah. A team that's not going to make the playoffs, but it'll be playoff teams. Like it's, it's crazy to me to like their week to week. Yeah, absolutely. Just destroyed the Packers and then just haven't looked even remotely like that the rest of the season. It's so annoying. 
Yeah. Like, it looks so good. I'm making a pick right now. Uh, yeah, so let, let's move on to this weekend then. Uh, do we want to do picks first? Works with me. All right. Uh, I'll go first okay. for this one. Um, just because I just made a few new ones. Uh, I have Vikings minus two for this week. Uh, that Minnesota team has been underperforming. And I don't know what to think of the Panthers either. So um, I can see the Vikings pulling that one off. I have Texans money line because I'm putting $5 on it and it's five bucks. So I don't value that money at all. Uh, <laughs> the other NFL pick for me is Seahawks money line. Uh, wait, no, that's just wrong. I did not mean to do that. Are the Saints on a buy this week? All right. Never mind. Seahawks money lines for next week. Uh, and really? I'll explain that pick right now. Um, Seahawks play the Saints next week. The Saints have gone win loss every week and they're due for a loss, but they're favored. So therefore, uh, Seahawks <laughs> money line next week. That's uh, I'll, I'll do Seattle's and then Hots, and then you guys can get into yours. Seattle has Raiders plus three and a half uh, coming off of their coach quitting. <laughs> uh, Seahawks plus four and a half and Seahawks money line. Is that legal? I guess. Yeah. Um I'll throw out the Warriors plus five as well. That's the first basketball bet that we have. Uh, and then Chris Kirk finishing top 20 in the CJ Cup. That's uh, golf, I'm guessing, right? I think so. Sure, it's golf. I thought that was just Christian Kirk. I thought it was a player yeah, prop. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was some like definitely golf. PPR bullshit or something <laughs> like that. Uh Hot has Colts minus 10, Chargers money line, and LA Rams at minus 10 for this week. I'm going to guess that the Tennessee money line is for college football and not the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Passing over the baton to you guys now for your picks. Um, I'll go first, Bennett. I got Chargers money line. I think you have that too, Kylie. Yep. Uh, for similar reasons. I just think the Chargers are a better team than the Ravens. Um, I also have Raiders plus three and a half. Um, I, yeah, their coach just whatever, but I, I'm not sold on the Broncos and I think the Raiders and the Steelers are pretty similarly set up. Um, and I just kind of like the Raiders offense a little bit more than the Broncos. And yeah, I think they also might rally around their new coach. That first coach magic usually counts for something. And I got Panthers money line. So I'm taking the opposite of they play the Vikings, right? I believe. And then I'm just taking the opposite of that because the Vikings have won very close games. A lot of the time they've been in a lot of close games. So I think the money line is good value for that. Vikings never really close out games. Um, <clears throat> Seahawks plus four and a half. I'd also honestly just take their money line. They play Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is the most, I, I don't even know how to describe Pittsburgh. They're the most up and down team. Like sometimes Ben Roethlisberger looks like he has an arm. Sometimes it looks like he doesn't. Um, so I'm taking that. I like the Seahawks to at least cover, um, but I might sprinkle on the money line too. Now my last pick, I have Bucks money line at plus 100, which if Kyrie doesn't play, this is the Bucks home, like first game of the season at home 
for the like trophy ceremony, like the ring ceremony. How if I don't know how they're not favored in that game. But yeah, those are my picks. Go Bucks. I love hearing basketball picks too. Like it's it's that time, and then we'll have a college basketball episode coming oh, up too. College the first, basketball uh, picks are going to be electric. The I first, can't wait to have Palin uh, back on to hear about them. Oh man, I'm very excited <laughs> to just hear that guy's tight, just like over and over. Uh, they <laughs> they came out with the first uh, big board. Uh, we just got our first NBA draft big board like two days ago. Um, which was, Who's number one? Chat, chat, yeah, chat. Oh. Then Banchero, uh, Jaden Hardy, uh, Jalen Duran, and then Jabari Smith is fifth, which I was very, very happy. Or damn, uh, yeah, I was gonna say he's the Auburn guy, right? Yep, yep. Uh, Jaden Ivy right, currently, freshman. as we mentioned, Jaden Ivy is currently tenth on this big board. Boiler open. On another yeah. note, my NFL picks for the week are. I've got I got Vikings minus one a couple days ago. It's pretty much money line with better odds. I think they're rolling a little bit right now. Also, I've charged money line against the Ravens. I've got Lions money line. After seeing my man MCDC up there crying, it's time to give that man a win. And Get Joe, him a Burrow's, win. <laughs> Joe Burrow's on voice rest, so who knows what their communication is going to be like. It's in Detroit. I feel like the city's rallied behind MCDC. It's time to give him a win. I've got Rams minus nine and a half. Giants' whole offense is banged up. I think the defense just shreds them apart. Daniel Jones is back, FYI. Yep. That Walking doesn't matter. Again. That doesn't affect me. <laughs> and then Bills minus five and a half against the Titans on Monday night in Tennessee. I think the Bills are the best team right now in the NFL, and the Titans are not that good. So that's where I'm at. I promise an esports. Uh, I promise an esports pick this week. Uh, but am I going to deliver? Is the question. It'll be tweeted out at Six Inside. Give us yeah. a follow. We'll uh, we'll tweet out the card. We might tweet out my esports pick too. Maybe a little late to hop onto that uh, onto that ship since uh, the group stages are about to finish up. But uh, stay tuned for that. The Sorry. first ever betting podcast to cover an esports pick. Um, <laughs> pretty sick, groundbreaking stuff here. Um, yeah, should be a very very exciting next week. Uh. We'll have two championship series. Hockey started back up this past week. Uh, Kachuk got locked up, which is Let's awesome. Let's go. Um, Let's go, baby. I just turned on the game. <sighs> oh, shoot. Tyler and I are going to the horse races. Oh. Yeah. Going to go Giddy throw up. some dollars Giddy on up. some horses. Giddy up. It's exciting. I'm going to burn down Lexington when UK beats Georgia. To happen, but since we're there, it would, Dude, be come on. it would be amazing. I would take a hundred don't want, shots. I just don't want to hear about Kentucky. Is Howling gonna be there with you guys? No, he's in he's in New York. Uh dang. I was gonna say you could have the uh the GM super team together again at that. That was so good. Um that double draft strategy. So <laughs> I, I think that. 
I think um, uh, is that uh, is that all we got for? Uh, yeah, I'm this good to week go. is episode thirty next week. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. I'm just gonna say yeah. every episode. This one was 30. actually twenty nine. So we screwed it up. No, because on 29. the sheet it says twenty eight. Oh, who knows? That sheet hasn't been we'll updated. We'll, 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 we'll count. We'll make it work. Uh, it this, is this is twenty eight. This is twenty nine. Okay. No, this is this is 29, so episode 30, uh, back to basketball, what we started with. So, pretty uh, back to our origins, back to the roots. Yeah, so, yeah, we got that's, roots. Uh, that's the that's it for us. Uh, I'm sorry if you're waking up in London to go to Dolphins Jaguars, but I respect <laughs> it. Good luck four times a year or something like that. But, uh, man, we are not sending our best over there, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's all we got. Uh, Thanks for listening. Subscribe. If you got any sponsorships, hit us up so we can buy Zoom. Yes. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, that's it. Later. See you.